Hi there, and welcome to Vox Talk, your weekly review from the world of voiceover. I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli from Voices. Are you good at keeping to time? While most of us can time a voiceover really well, not all of us are good with the general practice of scheduling, allocating the right amount of time, or remembering everything we have to do. So joining me today are Leah Marks and Nick Redman. These fabulous ladies have put together the VO Planner. Nick and Leah host the VO Social Podcast and are both career voiceover artists. Welcome to the show, Leah and Nick. Hi, Hi Stephanie. Thanks for having us. It's a lovely time already. Oh my gosh, so amazing. And you guys are not at home in the UK right now. You are actually in New York at Abacus. Our, our good friends at Abacus have lent their studio. So they let thank us you, in. Bryant. So yeah, they kind. let you in. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Emma. <laughs> and thank you uh, also to Tom for, for his hand in all this. Yeah, beautiful um, studio. Uh, so Nick and Leah, obviously, this has been a journey of over a year of working on these planners and coming up with wonderful things that can help other talent and and so on. But, you know, tell me, what is the origin story? Like, why did you think to create this amazing planner in the first place? Well, I am a bit of a planner, not <laughs> to be honest. I am not great historically at like sticking to my schedule and I get a bit distracted and I have to-do lists and post-it notes and all kinds of nonsense all over the place reminding me what I need to do every day. And I've explored various just generic business planners over the years and social media scheduling diaries and all that kind of stuff. And I was lying in bed one sort of, you know, 3 (laughs) a.m. morning ideas random (laughs) pop in my head. I was like, I don't think there's a career planner for voiceovers and that seems mad. So I contacted Leah because I was like, I'll make it, but I bet Leah will want to help. And so, then I immediately took over yeah, completely. It was great. <laughs> yeah. I thought, oh, that's the thing that definitely needs to happen. So then uh, I spent the next, is it, has it been, two, I think it's been two years now we've been like developing this and working on it and talking to voiceovers about what they want and focus grouping it. And we're now on to the second iteration of the whole thing. So we had one. We uh, Last year we um, launched the first generation of the voiceover career planner, which we sold 100 copies of and then like badgered the 100 people who bought those planners for their feedback and their like uh, their views on it and how they thought that it could develop and change and improve and what else we could add. Uh, and then we put all of that stuff, we poured it all into the second generation of the voiceover career planner so this now what i'm uh, holding in my uh, ooh, in my hand flippity flapping um, like thank you um is the perfect the perfect version of a voiceover career planner because it's got so much um so much user generated ideas b- built into it and how it's how functional it is and how useful it is and how user friendly it is and all those things it's all in there now Oh, yes. And the book is just like, I remember your first edition and that was Mm. only available in the UK. And I think it it might have gone out to to a few select people overseas. I don't know. Mm. It kind of didn't seem like it was uh, there were only so many copies. So it was like, oh, get it while it's hot. And and now I assume they're probably only limited copies, too. So please, everyone, order yours early. (laughs) Well, it's complicated. So um, so if you're in the UK, if you're listening in the UK, yes, there is a limited edition version for you, which is hardback with shiny gold writing and a ribbon. And it's lovely and it's lovely and it's lovely. But in order to get it to you, I need to personally pack it pile it all up onto a little trailer and tow it down to the post office from my house and frighten the living heck out of the people who work there. All the women in the post office, like, they hide when they see me coming with my mountain <laughs> like, of no, it's Leah Marks. No! <laughs> so many things to stamp. Um, so uh, so the, we've only done, we've done 200 of those and they're more than half gone at this point. So, yeah, if you're listening to this in the UK, absolutely get yours, get it quick because that fancy limited edition version um, is going to sell out. However, once it does, it's moving to this softback version that 
that um, Stephanie can see, but um, and I can see, and you can see, can't you too, Nick? Yes. But not everybody can see unless you look at the website. Um, and uh, and then from then on, everybody will have the standard version. So it's softback. There isn't a ribbon, but you can tie your own one onto the end, uh, and <laughs> it's still got all the same lovely content in it. It's just not um, it's not quite as shiny. There isn't the gold lettering. So that was that was that was the idea. But it's it's much more functional. But it's the content as well, isn't it? Oh the yeah, there is a slightly version. different content. We have adjusted the content. So for the UK version, there's things like um, like tax dates you know end of end of year tax dates and them and it's more sort of uk centric in terms of events and uh, and social media stuff maybe um but but for the for the international version we, th- we wanted to think about it from a truly like global perspective as in what would be useful for everybody all around the world and so although there is like plenty of uh, stuff there for for north americans and australians which is um where a lot of our listenership to the podcast is based um it's also there's, there's stuff in there about um uh, voiceover in india voiceover in africa um lots of lots of other things things that uh, we're trying not to leave anybody out which is tricky because there's how many people in the in the world like millions <laughs> several billion Loads. so sorry yeah. if we've missed you I out I think seven eight, <laughs> eight billion people probably right. so we're trying not to yeah. leave anybody out <laughs> no please yeah absolutely everyone needs a planner and definitely yeah. yours is, is catered to this market so um I know you've mentioned that there are some things that have changed and and mm. I think for anyone who's listening uh, Leah, you confirmed with me just a bit earlier that this planner is not dated. So you don't have to <gasps> yes. wait till January 2023 to actually start writing in it. It can be literally, and Nick, you've mentioned this too, at any time someone can pick this up and start, you know, turn over their new leaf or whatever they're going to do, some kind of, yeah. you know, of, I'm going to do better in my business. This can happen at any time. Should I tell you a little bit about how it works? Of course. So so uh, I, it's a 52-week planner. Um, each week has at the start of it a, uh, a different uh, tip. We, we essentially we spoke to 52 experts in the audio industry. So whether they might be agents or producers or uh, voice coaches or people who work in mindset or whatever it might be, we asked them to answer this question. And the question is, what is the single most useful thing that you need voiceovers to know that you are the only person or the person that is best placed to proffer it, to suggest it, to offer it. Uh, and so the the stuff we got back was absolutely brilliant. We've got 52 separate tips that can really kick off each week with a new idea and a fresh perspective. Um, and then at the start of each week, you divide up all the things you're going to do that week into whether it's urgent or important, according to this um, Stephen Covey time matrix, which is a very well-known uh, way of managing your week, which uh, I, uh, I recommend. I do recommend. It's very good. Um, And then after that, you move on to your day and uh, you can work out what you're going to do each day. And by by putting everything down in that daily planner, in that column, which is just for that one day, you're sort of outsourcing the, um, the whip. Like you don't have to tell yourself to do it anymore because you've already told the book to tell you, and then you just have to, you just have to follow what the book says after that. So that's like um, that's the weekly and daily way of um, of structuring your uh, your life. But what uh, what the main thing is, I think that it does, is it allows you to set an overall goal or more than one overall goal for yourself. You can work out. It supports you to work out what you want to achieve in your career. What is it you actually want? Where do you see yourself in a few years from now? What do you want to make happen for you in terms of um, what will bring you the most creative fulfillment or the most money or the most whatever it might be? Um, and then there's a structure at the start of the book for you to set down that uh, that goal or those three goals to work out why you want it and to work out the actions that are going to get you there. And then because it's at the beginning of the book and because you're using this book every day, it's always bringing you back to that original goal. Like, does this serve my purpose? Is this going to get me to where I want to be every single day? And it'll keep you high because there's a special little hydration tracker at the bottom of yes. each bottom of each page. Just tick it off. 
little 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 uh, raindrops there of water. Or you could color it in with a nice yes, uh, I say. <laughs> coloring pencil. If that sounds nice thing. too. Yes, absolutely. yeah, like a little blue drop to represent the water. And if, but yeah, along the whole lines of this hydration. Um, like what does or how much water I should say does each drop represent or does it not represent Ooh, a, an amount? One, two, three, f- I think probably if we go by the eight glasses a day general rule, there's eight uh, little raindrops. So one droplet per glass. But if oh. you're interested in super, super in-depth hydration tips, then I have a whole episode of my other podcast, The Voice Coach Podcast, on how to stay, hi- how to stay hydrated efficiently. So there's loads of, like, geeky science in there about how much you should actually be drinking. And myth-busting. There's a lot myth of people. Busting, like, yeah. if you if you go on Facebook and post uh, something about, oh, I feel really dehydrated, or, like, how do I make sure I'm hydrated before a session? 3,000 people will be like, nonsense. I do like a bit of well-researched well researched. Oh my word! <laughs> well researched science uh, when it comes to vocal health. Clearly, I need to work on my articulation today. Um, as we're talking about your beautiful VO planner, of which I remember the original and in, in the spiral bound book, which it is now, mm-hmm. which is really mm-hmm. really functional. Um, it's obviously a written journal. So, um, can you tell us why it's important that people actually put pen to paper? Like you know, so many digital options out there these days, and little notifications that ping up and say, "Oh, you've got this going on in ten minutes." Minutes. Why is why is this important to to actually get down to uh, to writing on paper? So there's actual kind of uh, neuroscience behind the idea that when you write something down, it's more impactful, and the chances of you sort of coming back to it and it meaning something to you is much much higher. So even if all you write down is New demo. <laughs> you, know, like you don't have to be like, dear diary, I really feel like what I did. It doesn't have to be loads of detail, but there's something about like scratching it out on paper with a pen or a pencil or a massive crayon or whatever gives you joy um, is like scientifically proven to actually make more of an impact. So even really? like what I tend to do now is have a written and a digital setup. So I'll have, I get all my ideas out on paper and a, you know, big bubble spider diagrams and colors and running around like Picasso with big pieces of paper. And then I'll put it down in the planner in a slightly more organized way. And then when I'm out and about, if there's anything else, I I tend to translate a lot of it into digital anyway. Um, So there's like actual science behind it. Uh, It's just some weird thing. I think this statistic was something like we we remember like 70% of what we write down or something. I can't remember the science. I should definitely have, have checked that out. But and is that, that's more than if you just don't write it down. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 more right. than if you just read it. Makes so sense. writing it down commits it to memory. It's much more that powerful. That makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, I know that's true for me. Uh, if I write something down, even if I forget that to-do list at home, I'll remember it because I actually wrote it down. Now, if I had put it in like a text message or I've done, then I won't remember it necessarily. Or even if I've said it out loud, but it's not the same as actually like the mechanics of writing Mm. something and having that impact on the paper. And and I don't know, so many people like these digital things. I'm totally a paper person. I I, I, (laughs) like you, Nick, I'll I'll take like everything, put it in the digital so that you don't, you know, it doesn't slip your mind when you're out and you're, oh, what am I supposed to do? Oh, write that, right? But it's it's just, there's nothing quite like actually being able to commit to something by writing it down. And I get a lot of like joy and fun out of making it look aesthetically pleasing. Like I'm not an artist, but I do tend to, when I'm doing my big picture goal setting, I tend to have like stickers and, you know, like things that I can kind of get a bit mad and silly with it, like lots of colors. 
stickers and, and highlighter pens and all that kind of stuff. That really helps me because it feels more fun. And I think one of the things about when you're when you're building a new habit, like goal setting, if you're new to goal setting, is that making it like fun <laughs> and something you're enjoying rather than you with a blank piece of paper on a boring pen. <laughs> uh, like if you're like, oh, look, I've got some lovely emoji stickers or I've got all these highlighters or like just make it silly and interesting. That's my tip anyway. Mm-hmm. Colors and stickers. And then like ticking something off when you've done it. Oh, like you, so that, satisfying. Oh, it is. It's it's like for anyone who has tenacity, I'm a big fan of the working genius and the six working geniuses. But one of my top ones is tenacity. And I, there is nothing more I love than like writing a list and ticking off the item on that list. And even if I didn't write it on the list, but I've done it, I'll write it on the list and then tick it off. Tick it off after that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Couldn't approve more. Yes. Sometimes I like putting stuff on post-its and sticking them on the wall, and then I get to really dramatically rip it off the wall and squish (laughs) it up and throw it in the bin, which is even more brilliantly satisfying. (laughs) Done. You've been achieved. And off it goes in the bin. And I imagine there's also some aspect of rewarding yourself too when you, when you've actually achieved something that you've put in your planner. Is well, there yes, some there is. Around that? There is a lovely thing that we. Uh, this has been there since the beginning, since our very first little focus group um, came from. Uh, Brendan came up with this, um, and essentially at the end of each week, uh, there's a little reminder, a little prompt to tell you to write down the one one of the things that you've achieved that week that you're really proud of on a page at the back of the planner. And you go to the page at the back of the planner, you write it down on the My Achievements page, and then at the end of the year, at the end of your 52 weeks, you've got 52 things that are like incontrovertible proof that you've achieved stuff, that you've done great that year, you've had a wonderful time and everything's going really well. I and mean, if you can keep that mindset, you can keep that mindset of like positive reinforcement of how great you are that's going to serve you well in the following year with your next planner (laughs) yeah well everyone's always looking for metrics ways to know did i achieve something is this worthwhile should i keep doing it Mm. and so if you have a way to look back and say well you know what these activities actually generated this for me or uh, i did do those things and achieved whatever it was and and i now can document or, or show to someone else who's involved in my business or Maybe, uh, I don't know, a banker or someone you might be looking for alone. You're like, well, yeah. here's a track record of well, what I've I'm achieved. I'm glad you mentioned that because absolutely, that's the thing. Because I've often found myself flailing and not really knowing where I'm going and what I'm doing in terms of my business. And so one of the things that's always really helped me is a spreadsheet or a list or a way of tracking what's happening. And so we have built into the planner a number of different trackers. We've got a uh, social media tracker so uh, you can keep track of how how your reach is uh, is developing. We've got um, a job tally chart so that you can um, um, mark every time you complete a job and get an overview of how busy you are at different times of year. And then you can also um, note the, note how much you're making each month. And then you can track your business growth throughout the year that way. There's an expenses record so you don't forget to claim uh, the things that are relevant to claim. We'd, we just wanted to make it as, as, as multi-purpose as we possibly could to help people feel in control of their business and, and across everything that's happening in every part of it. And one of the questions in the goal setting bit at the start asks you how you'll know you've achieved the goal. So like, what's the outcome? Mm. So for example, if the goal was getting an agent and you work through the process of making that really specific and achievable and realistic and things through the method in the in the planner and then the if you know the question is and how will you know you've achieved it well the answer there is is it is it just well I've got the agent or is it I got the agent and I've got a job or you know it just allows you to be right down and be really specific about what achieving that goal will actually literally be for you and then when you go back each quarter to reassess your goals and 
and look at things again and tweak things, you can have a marker there to know whether you feel like you've got there or not. Yeah, accountability. I think, and even just the goal setting aspect of everything is so important because, you know, if, if you don't write it down, it won't happen. Um, as you've probably heard, uh, there's a saying that's if you plan to fail, then you, or sorry, <laughs> if you don't know one wants to plan to fail, <laughs> let's do the, like, you can keep that in Jeff, it's kind of funny. Um, but, you know, you know, if you plan, sorry, we'll try it again. Uh, I'll have to blame it on my water. Um, but, you know, it's been said that if you plan, no, why does this happen to me? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. If you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. You can tell I am not the person who coined that phrase. Um, but, <laughs> but that's just what it all is, right? So much of this is planning, thinking ahead. And not all of us have been blessed with the ability to do that at the same level. I know that I'm not someone who's constantly thinking ahead unless it's absolutely crucial in, you know, life and death situations. So how important is it that, that people are in more of a planning mindset? You know, like so you, Nick, you're planning, and Leah, you, you understand this too. Yeah, something that, I, that, I, that I've really enjoyed as a result of creating the planet is having conversations with people about what they want and about how they're going to get it. Because we've spoken to people where when we've uh, asked them how they plan, they just say, oh, well, I don't really. And then <laughs> they don't really know what they want. And they're just kind of plowing on and getting plodding through their business and plodding through their, their voiceover career. But then when you actually really start to drill down and say, OK, but what do you get the most joy from? Where do you really find the most creative fulfillment, like I said? Um, and and they might, they'll, they'll pick something and then you can actually say to them, well, if that's what you want, then you need to work out how to get there. Otherwise... You won't. You'll just keep wandering around and around in circles over here, maybe go left or right a little bit, but you'll never get to that end goal and you'll never have achieved all of those things that you could have achieved. Uh, for me, um, I uh, was doing that a little bit uh, with, my, with my business. I was sort of plowing through and building my voiceover business and getting more clients and I was having a good time and I was enjoying my work, but there was something missing and I realised what it was, was that I wanted to be working more in audio drama, in radio drama, you know? Um, and so I had to really specifically think using the methods in the planner about how I was going to get myself there. I needed an acting agent as well as a voiceover agent. I needed more acting work. Therefore, I needed to create my own work. Therefore, I needed to write a play. Therefore, I needed to do a, a class on how to write a solo show. And therefore, I needed to do another class about how to get funding for that solo show. And I've been able to break it down and follow those things through. And now I've written my play and I've got an acting agent. And it's all working because of making those plans and sticking to them. As you can see, Leah doesn't really think very much about this or achieve much. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I was going to say, Leah, are you, are you coaching anyone on this? I know no, Nick, no, no, you're no, coaching no, business, no. but I think that's just wonderful. Everything you've put into that book is just so relevant. Um, I've obviously not seen the most recent one, but I know that you've, you've got tips from all kinds of people to inspire and motivate. Can we tell you about one more thing that's in it, actually? Because yes. it's a huge oversight that we haven't mentioned it so far. One of the things that's changes, changed since the first generation to the second generation is we have, well, we, I'm going to say we because I'm going to claim it anyway, but Nick has <laughs> developed this extraordinary warm-up system. She's created four individual, bespoke, unique warm-up routines to cover every eventuality. So if you can think of any kind of thing you might think you need a warm-up for, it comes under one of those four warm-up routines. Whether you've got no time, you need a quick one. Whether you're about to do something really, really intense, like a video game screaming session, there's a warm-up routine right there. And it's broken down in the planner in, in terms of like bullet points of activities that you need to do to get that warm-up right. But also, <laughs> also, if you go yeah. to the very back page of the planner, there is a QR code which you can scan. 
and it takes you mm-hmm. to a top secret page on the website. And on that page, there are lots and lots of links to things that are mentioned throughout the planner, but there's also four videos, one of each of the warm-up routines of Nick demonstrating the warm-up routines for you, so you cannot fail to get it right. Yes, I was going to ask about that. I wasn't going to mm. put you on the spot, Nick. And I was like, oh, do one of your warm-ups right now. <laughs> you know, but obviously there's a QR code that uh, you would like to direct people to when they have the planner um, and do that. So awesome. So um, before we go, I know there's a, a, maybe a couple little questions I wanted to ask you, but just basically how impactful is time management for talent? And also what does it take to be consistent? So in terms of planner users, we've had some remarkable feedback from people in terms of understanding and utilizing time management via the planner and what they've found is it gives them a sense of purpose and structure to their day so on those days we don't have loads of glorious fun things to record and you're sat in your studio or your office going right nothing's in what 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 shall I do now (laughs) that's my career instead of just kind of randomly waiting for inspiration to strike because they've worked through the goal setting process they can manage their time based on how on the next step they need to get towards the goal that they've set. So it gives them a process to break down the day. You, you can set your little your little period of time, do your task, reward yourself, and then move on to the next one. So I think in terms of uh, how useful time management is, it's definitely adding structure and purpose to people's days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Don't waste a single second, I no. always say. Um, and then also with, with, when it comes to consistency... Um, one of the, the the focuses of the book is uh, successful habit creation, and um, all the diff- there's uh, well uh, the, the details are in the book, but also um, we made an episode uh, all about um, planning and successful habit creation uh, when we launched the first generation of the planner, and we interviewed man who is uh, who specialises in teaching mindful acting and also knows all about um, that 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 the different ways that you can make sure that the habits that you set up for yourself stick. Uh, and so we've got a page from him in the planner, his top tips about how to make sure that works out for you. And also as it, it directs you to the episode as well so that you can listen to the full interview. Because that's that is consistency is about habit creation. It's about like working out what you want and working out how you're going to get there and then just keeping on doing it, keeping on doing it and not letting it become boring and not allowing yourself to think of it as boring and making sure that um, every time you sit down to do it, you get it done. And I think the other thing that helps with consistency is the fact that you can see that you're progressing towards the goal that you've set. So instead of getting three months into your year and going, well, I was going to get a new demo, but you're not really sure what you've done or really tangibly have any proof of what you've done to get there, then it's really nice that you can like flick back through and see the things that you've managed to do towards that goal. So um, I think, yeah, seeing what you've achieved is incredibly important for consistency as well. Yes, 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 it is. I'm just thinking about all the, I want to hear from everyone who gets one of these planners or, or anyone who's just tracking their work for that matter. Like how many boxes have you ticked off today? And, and yeah. how far do you think you've progressed? Because you've actually taken what Leah and Nick have said to heart and have really like had a, a new way of looking at your business in, in terms of how productive and efficient you might be, but also just how that makes you feel. Right. Like because yes. that's a good feeling to actually move forward in something and to have achieved your goals. That's something you talk about quite a bit, Nick, isn't it? About um, about not just writing down your goal and figuring out how much money it's going to make you or anything like practical like that, but also if you connect it to something emotional. Yeah, so it's understanding, again, one of the questions in the goal setting process within the planner is how does it, how will it make you feel to have achieved that goal? Like, And I think that's really, really important because it's not just about 
being able to take your family on holiday or pay off your credit card debt or buy a new piece of equipment. Sometimes it's just about knowing that you feel more settled within your environment or you feel like you've stepped up a level in your career and you feel that like you've got a little bit more kudos and reputation does it make you feel proud does it make you feel inspired to move forward and if you can make that sort of neural pathway a link between the achievement and the emotional reaction to that then it's a much stronger connection and again helps with consistency I think Wonderfully said. Well, thank you so much, Leah Marks and Nick Redman, for joining us at Fox Talk in our happy little Riverside studio hey. today. Thanks it's for having so us. so nice to see you. Thank you. <laughs> How is it that people can learn more about you and where can they get this planner? Well, um, we if you go to the vosocial.com, which is the vosocial.com, and then you can head to the VO Career Planner tab and find it there. And everything you need to know about uh, both the UK edition and the international edition is there. That's probably the best way to go about yeah. that. Um, yeah. We're both on Instagram if you want to have a Well, I'm not bonus. really on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle, Nick? At Nick Red Voice. Yes, but leave me alone. Leave me out of it. It's not, it's not worth anybody's time. <laughs> I'll pass on any, mess, any messages. Great. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you so much. And I want to take a a moment here again to thank our good friends at Abacus in New York City. And if anyone is in New York and looking for a great place to to do pretty much anything that you need to do for your voiceover business, get a demo done or what have you, um, Bruce and Bryant, amazing people. And that's the way we saw the world through the lens of voiceover this week. Thank you so much for listening to Vox Talk. We love to hear from you all. Just make sure that you share these episodes if you found them to be useful. A very special thank you to the VO Social. We have Leah Marks and Nick Redman. So obviously beautiful conversation that we've had. For Voices, I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli. Vox Talk is produced by Jeff Bremner. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week and in the conversation online.